This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Liz Gill, and we are here to help steer you in the right direction. Folks nowadays are looking for jobs that are their passion. Do you know someone whose passion is vehicles? We're talking today about mechanic training, and we've got a guest expert. I hope we answer all your questions. If we don't, send your questions to our email address, auto at mpbonline.org. It's a special autocorrect, just talking about mechanic training. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, Coach Charlie. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Who's your friend? Uh, this is Larry from UTI here. He's gonna. We're going to be talking about the training of individuals to get into the automotive business today. Awesome. Universal Technical Institute. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having me. And, I, it's a pleasure to be here. Now, what do you do at, at UTI? Well, currently I uh, am the admissions representative for Louisiana, Mississippi, but my, my history with UTI goes way back. I actually graduated from UTI in 1993 and was a professional technician technician for 10 years on motorcycles until was recruited to come back and work for the school. And so now my passion is helping people get into the industry. And it's really rewarding to see the opportunities that these students have when they graduate. So who, who are the students? Are they kids out of high school that coach? Well, coach, would your students who have taken it in high school also go there or... Yeah, if you're in a vocational class, you really don't have to be in a vocational class to get the training. And uh, Larry would come in, he would talk to the students. And the thing is, he would talk to the students. It wouldn't be just about that career. It would be about what do they want to do? As you said when you started the show earlier, what is your passion? And to get in any career, you need to have a passion for it. And I think automotive is with all the technology that is changing and everything that's going on with automotive that we need those technicians to get in it. If it's female, if it's male, or if it's veterans, or if it's older people, we need people in the automotive industry. Second career time. I mean, you don't want to, if you don't like sitting at a desk and you love fixing classic cars or you love motorcycles or you are a techie and you love electric vehicles, I would think this would be a, a fantastic opportunity to pick up a different career. I think sometimes um, people don't have the tendency to move to something else unless they're pushed a little bit. And here, uh, UTI and other technical schools sort of push your passion to do what you want to do. Uh, Larry, tell us something about some of the training and some of the things that are going on in order to spur the interest of technicians today. Well, you know how the industry is changing and technology is advancing. And really, there's a lot of young people that are getting into the industry. I mean, me, I, I work personally, I work with high schools directly. However, I do work with adult students as well. And the big advantage that these young kids have today is really the fact that they were all born with cell phones in their hands. And so they're not afraid of picking up that scan tool. And the learning curve is a lot easier. So it's not necessarily you have to have a passion for wrenching and using wrenches. Really, you have to have a passion for technology 
to so get the, in the industry. So the mechanical part of it is still there, but the technology of using scan tools and programmers are there now where students can really adapt to it a little easier, especially the younger students. Correct. Okay. Correct. What are some of the training aspects that you see in the future that we have going on? Well, really, it's there is a big push towards electric and hybrid vehicles. I mean, they're going to be a big part of the industry, of course. So that's something that we are already training our students on. We have been for the past year, and then we have a lot of relationships with manufacturers. So Ford being one of them, they actually have a big push in their factory program through UTI that kids really, really – well, students, not just kids, but students get really – deeply involved on how to work on all these electric and hybrid vehicles and all the infotation systems and the computers in there. Like the Ford Raptor has 50 different computers inside of it. Okay, we did a computer show on here before talking about the different type modules and the body control modules, the power control module, transmission control module. If you don't really know about that as a high school student or even a individual that's growing up now that has a family and all – so this would be something that we all should know about and how in order for us to know about our cars, really, right? Yeah, you really should have an idea what is uh, going on with that. So when it does go to the shop, if you have to take it to a shop, you have an understanding of what they're doing. And that way, when you know you get your final bill, you're like, okay, I understand why that this repair is so costly. Because if we don't have the understanding, then we don't know exactly what they're talking about. So it's just really we need to put it in layman terms of how they can understand it, right? Correct. With training to become a mechanic, is it now almost essential that uh, a person goes to a, a school that could afford the training uh, facilities and the training technology? Do they have many, uh, what do you call it, uh, apprentices or you know, at a shop? Or do you, you really need to go to some kind of technical facility well ford has a program called asset and it really kind of gets the ball rolling and that's a good way to go especially if a a young student or or they don't have the ability to go to a campus somewhere it's just it's a very long learning curve and you typically don't start as a technician you'll go on what's called the the quick lube they're really it's very rare to find apprenticeships these days And the biggest push, too, is the fact that having factory certifications, because that directly impacts whether a technician can do warranty work or not. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I I guess um, a lot of these manufacturers, do do they have their own schools or do they certify people at uh, like a, a campus? It's a combination. So with, and again, I'm not trying to just push UTI or vomit UTI all over everybody. So with our program, we have relationships with over 35 different brands between auto, diesel, motorcycle, and marine. And so with that, that gets them further along faster. However, that's not to say that a dealership wouldn't hire a student that went to the local community college because the other form of training is done at the dealership. So what we're going to really need, if you're going to be a technician, Liz, I think that we really need up-to-date vehicles up to date training what the manufacturer wants the vehicle or the technician to know about those vehicles because like i say some schools will teach old school and that's back you know we don't need to be learning about carburetors today we need to be learning about fuel injection laser ignition stuff like that and 
how do you see anything else? How do you see the technology changing for UTI and for students and the community colleges to be able to teach this stuff? Well, the challenge with community colleges, and I'm again, it's not any fault of theirs. They have great programs for what they do. But the challenge is, especially with a lot of manufacturers, you have to have a relationship with a manufacturer to get the update training. Or you can't go down to AutoZone and have them scan a brand new car because they're typically the ODB reader will not talk to the car. And the manufacturers do not give that information to independent shops. So that's because Coach and I both know dealerships make money in the service department. It's not selling cars. It's service and parts. So they're not going to give away their moneymaker to an aftermarket shop with their technology on scan tools. So even if you're going out and buying the fancy scan tools and everything, they're still not going to have everything in there because, once again, the manufacturers have so long that they have priority over all that information. And then after after a while, they have to give that information up, but it's after a few years. And uh, to tag on to what you were asking me about, the community college, again, being unfortunate, they don't have these relationships or the funding to get the newer vehicles and the newest technology for students to train on. It's not that those students don't have opportunities in the industry, but again, it's just the curve of moving up takes a lot longer. Larry, I guess when someone is starting an automotive career and you're getting a job, I you know, there, I guess there's all kind of continuums on what kind of certification or degrees or whatever you can bring to an employer. What tell tell me a little bit about that? Well, that is correct. I mean, uh, with the factory programs at UTI, the kids will graduate with some and a lot of their certifications, but there's always updates throughout the years with new vehicles coming out. And when those update trainings come out, the manufacturers will then send you to those trainings, which are paid and covered by the manufacturer. So again, it's just having the factory certifications after spending about 14 months with UTI, it it puts you years ahead of the competition because the dealerships know this student can hit the ground running and pretty much do whatever is necessary at a dealership. Let me ask you a question. Are dealerships more likely to have uh, to hire somebody that has UTI training or college training than someone right off the street? Uh, because, like I say, you, if they didn't have the certifications, they're going to put them in the lube uh, section of them. But really, a lot of these manufacturers and dealerships are looking for people that can hit the road running and working on their vehicles right off, even though they may not be trained exactly what they want because a lot of uh, dealerships train their uh, workers. That's true. And coming off the street with no kind of training in your background, like I did it at my house, probably extremely rare to get into a dealership maybe with a you know an aftermarket shop that would pick you up training from a high school or a community college it's always based on the student as well you know you could get a rock star it doesn't matter what school they go to and they're going to hit the ground running it's just a lot of students even some students that come to UTI that don't necessarily take it seriously they'll go to the quick lube as well so It's all about what's inside you and how serious you are about the industry and making it a career. Just the feather in your cap is a factory certification to help you get fast. Well, the thing, the reason I was asking that, Liz, is that uh, 
me uh, teaching at Clinton High School, we've had a lot of students go to UTI uh, in order to do that. Great. All right, let's go to the phone calls. Oh, we're so glad Jerry's called in. Can always count on Jerry. Jerry from Bay Springs, what's your comment or question for Coach and our uh, guest? Uh, I, my, my comment is that uh, the way things are changing with the electric cars becoming more and more common, that uh, some of the mechanics now, especially the young ones, probably need to be studying electric motors and electronics a lot more maybe than they have in the past. Um, there'll still be gas cars around for years and years, but there's going to be more and more electrics, and I don't know whether UTI is doing anything like that or not, but they certainly should be. That's all I have to say. Thanks, Jerry. So, uh, Jerry, I appreciate that comment. And actually, if you look at our program that's about 14 months, six months of that program is all dedicated to electronics. So we're really, really focusing on that information so our students can hit the ground running, especially with electric and hybrid vehicles. Coach, just wondering, do mechanics have to solder? Or if a module goes bad, you just got to get a whole new module? Well, some of them they can repair. I just know that in high school and the vocational, especially in Mississippi, that you see a lot of the teachers changing and teaching electronics because electronics is a big part of the vehicles today. And so they're teaching that. And really with any, I would say, junior college or UTI, the student needs to have some background already before they go there. Not necessarily to pass the classes, but it just helps the student if they're coming out of vocational class, something like that. Another thing I was going to ask Jerry, I mean, uh, Larry, about this is that how about the military? Uh, how how do y'all help the veterans and all in the military transition to out of the uh, military? Well, as a matter of fact, we have an entire military team, and their main focus is to help veterans transition. And uh, we are a VA-approved program, so if you have any benefits from the military – GI Bill, things of that nature, that could be used to attend our program. And it's just, it's a blessing for veterans. I myself am a veteran. I know you're a veteran. And just to see not only UTI, but all these organizations across the country helping us out. And we're, we're one of those. And we're really, really big on helping veterans make that transition to civilian life. Great. I was just, you know, I was just thinking, Liz, as Jerry was talking about the electronics in the vehicle today, not only do we have the electronics of the gasoline engine, but we do have the electronics of the electrical engines. Talking about the uh, electric motors, that's what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, knowing how much amperage and how much voltage these things can change and how it changes according to how fast you're going and stuff like that. And so I think that with... Uh, high school with uh, junior colleges and technical schools that that's one of the, the most important things that that student has to be able to comprehend is the electrical part of it. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if you don't, you don't, you don't realize how many sensors vehicles have these days and when things go bad, how, what other things it can affect. Like in my SUV, the wheel speed sensors went out, but I also have an electronic transmission. So since the wheel speed sensors aren't talking to my transmission, it won't shift. So easy fix, but if I wasn't in the industry and I didn't know about that, I'd be sitting here going, what the heck's going on? So the electronics are absolutely imperative to understand. 
what are some of the options of studying like at at different technical schools? What what can is there do you, you just do you become a mechanic and then you specialize or can you start off the gate in uh, different areas? In different areas in what sense, just so I'm clear. I think she's talking about, you know, you can start off at automotive. Everybody goes to automotive, and right. then they can branch off and say they want to do diesel over here. They want to, you know, branch okay. off from one okay. to the other. So with with that, there is an option because we have our automotive program. That's a standalone with the automotive manufacturers. We have the diesel program as a standalone with the diesel manufacturers. But they also have – you could do a combination program where you could do auto and diesel to get the certifications for everything and the ASCs and all that. And that just ends up being a year and a half because you're adding on the, the diesel. But it's also diesel industrial, meaning it's not just working on big rigs. It's the generators. It's heavy equipment. Like the logging companies out here really love our graduates because they can not only fix the engine on the front end loader – but if the boom or the shovel stops working, they could also fix the hydraulics. So those companies know they could hire one UTI graduate versus a hydraulics technician and a diesel technician. Way to go, Pine Belt. So how do we get to uh, Pacific Manufacturer uh, courses? Well, some of them, the students can apply for those. But others, such as, say, Peterbilt, Peterbilt requires straight-A students. And so... With that, the student has to interview with Peterbilt. Upon acceptance, then they get sent to Peterbilt School, which gets them the Peterbilt qualifications. However, since they've been accepted for that, Peterbilt pays for their school. On the automotive side, I'll just say Mercedes-Benz. So Mercedes-Benz, if they apply for Mercedes-Benz, it's the same thing. where They go to Mercedes-Benz School, and they actually complete 100% of the academic requirements to becoming a Mercedes-Benz master technician. And that's also paid by Mercedes-Benz. Awesome. And uh, are you are you having folks, are there lots of people applying? Are, are kids getting into uh, kids? I keep saying kids. So do I. Are folks, are a lot of students applying to technical colleges for this? There are. Throughout the local community colleges, throughout UTI, there are a lot because there are so many opportunities out here. It just it would make your head spin with how much need there is for professional technicians. So are we behind on technician training? Behind as, on the a, training? No. As a whole? No. We're not behind on the training as far as the training being set up. We're behind on getting enough graduates to the industry. That's where we're behind. So um – if we're uh, behind on getting the grad, the students in, how how much? What well, really say? What can we do to get our students where they have that passion for automotive? How do you get them the passion to wanting to drive? My kids, it <laughs> that's that true. was that's my true. kids. You know, they just didn't want to drive. You know, they don't want. They weren't interested in sitting in the front. They weren't interested in seeing how you drive. They weren't interested in maps. There's so much competing for their attention. Well, you know, I was thinking about, you know, he was saying that they had to make straight A's. I don't think that's the only thing y'all teach uh, students to in order to get in the workforce. I think y'all teach some of these soft skills for students yes. to get in the work- workforce. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So it's really an all-encompassing program. So like you said, it's all obviously the mechanic skills and being a technician. But we also train them on the soft skills, how to 
run a service department, customer service skills, doing the parts, ordering, writing up work orders, warranties, and all that. So that's really it, – it's kind of a covering all bases. And, you know, our kids – our students actually do graduate with an Associates of Science degree because of all the STEM curriculum. However, we, we don't – they're not required to take any kind of academic courses. So there's no math, English, science, or anything like that. It's 75% hands-on in the shop, all technician training. One thing real quick, I'm going to put on the information for this show – MPB's education department has a fantastic getting to work webpage, getting to work, T-O, dot mpbonline.org. And they have some cute videos on soft skills, on how to interact with uh, customers and things like that. They also have some videos on different uh, different sectors of the economy and what are some jobs and how to, what a job might look like. So I'll be sure to have that gettingtowork.mpbonline.org on the show's page for this show. Let's go to line one, Dylan, who's called in from Biloxi. Dylan, we're so glad that you've called in to uh, autocorrect. What's your comment or question? Uh, first, the question is about the, uh, I'm retired from the military and I just heard him. I've been interested in automotive field. How, how, how long is the school to get into a like a you know a certified position? Well, the average length of time that you'll spend at, at school is about thirteen months. It depends on which program you're interested in, whether it's diesel or auto or some of our other programs, and which manufacturer because the manufacturers have their specific time. So, do you have? Are you thinking automotive or diesel, or what are your thoughts there? Uh, automotive, definitely. Okay. And as far as a, a factory program, would you be – do you have a favorite brand or – Ford. Okay. So the Ford program, you would be in school for 15 months. So that would get you – the core program is all brands, cars, trucks, SUVs, Toyota, Ford, Chevy, Dodge. And then your fact program would be everything Dodge and um, Lincoln. And let's give you another little okay, thing. So I- I'm sorry. Uh, let me tell you a little thing about that, that as you're going through the electronics or the brakes or the engine or the transmission, each one of those courses are three weeks. Every course changes in three weeks, so you wouldn't be in one course for six months. You'll change constantly on those uh, different areas of the vehicle as well. Okay. Do they take um, the GI Bill? Yes, sir. Okay. I would appreciate it. That's very helpful. Thank you. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay. How would I how would I find out how to sign up for that Ford uh, thing? So I can uh, I'll give you my cell phone number and you can call me later on this afternoon and then I'll walk you through putting in the uh, information for yourself. So let me know when you're ready. Uh, Larry so. is going to give <clears throat> Dylan and anybody else uh, the, a cell phone number in case, and this will also be on the information page for the show. So my direct number, Dylan, is nine eight five. Eight All right. And we'll have Dylan will have that information on the webpage also in case you can't read your writing, which always happens to me. I'm Liz Gill, but our expert is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC certified master technician. 
It's time for Coach Charlie's tip of the week. I was just thinking about since we're talking about mechanical fields, it doesn't really have to be mechanical fields. Any field that you may want to go into, please do the research. Make sure that you get the knowledge of everything about that career and then make a, a informed decision before you go in that career. Larry, our guest is Larry Pluchat, who is from UTI. Our show started five years ago, 2018, maybe four years ago. And our first host was uh, Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. Nice. Tell us a little bit about ladies and lady students and ladies in the mechanical fields. You know, this is there's a big push to get uh, young ladies and women in this industry, and I'm a real big proponent of that myself. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a couple stories. I mean, when you look at women and men, you could d- disagree with me all you want, but the fact of the matter is typically women have more patience and they pay attention to detail better than men. So with that being the case, that makes them perfect technicians. So... There's a dealership in uh, D'Arberville called Galleria BMW. They have a shop foreman there that's master certified BMW, the M line, their electric vehicles, and her name is Samantha. She is an absolute rock star, one of the best BMW technicians in the South. I was blessed with four daughters myself, and thank God one of them is like dad. And my daughter just graduated from UTI. She took the auto and diesel program, and she was just recently hired by Land Rover Jaguar. So there are so many initiatives to help women in the industry. There's a new program called Ignite, which is inspiring girls in technical education. And they have scholarships specifically for young ladies and women to get in this industry. So I'm super excited about it. I know when my brother needed his headlamp, bulb changed i had the smallest hands so i was able to get in there but allison said she didn't like working with tires because they were too heavy they were too heavy heavy to lift you know i was thinking about what larry said earlier talked about stem programs i know that we talk about stem programs on this uh in the state of mississippi quite a bit tell us some of the stem programs that y'all have at uh uti well with stem we all know that and if you don't know it's science technology engineering and math And that's where we got the approval, finally, to offer degrees for our graduates because all of that STEM is incorporated throughout the entire program. And with it being a year, it's still 60 credit hours. You just go to school every day, so it's like finishing a two-year school in one year. And because of all that STEM that correlates to general education classes at a community college. So not only can you get certifications for the mechanical field, you can get a associate's degree as well if you go through the right courses and all through the UTI. Correct. And National Honor Society, everything that you could get at a college. Okay. Well, Except ac- academic classes. Except academic classes. Well, you know, if you're talking about training for the future, I think that UTI, the junior colleges, and the high schools all need to be on the same page talking about future technology and how we're going to get there and how we're going to be trained to work on it because we live in a service economy. Correct. And by living in a service economy, that means that we're not going to send our car over to Japan to get fixed, that we have to be able to fix it here no more than it's a Ford or if it's a BMW or whatever it may be, that we're in a service economy. We have to be able to train our society in order to be able to fix with the new technology. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also uh, an industry that's never going to go away. 
you know, you, you look back on the pandemic and they were talking about essential employees, doctors and nurses and EMT and firefighters. But what really wasn't talked about was how do they get where they need to go? So it's kind of like the unsung heroes is all these technicians. So it's a recession-proof industry, and it's a career path that you'll always be employable. So that means that the uh, technician field uh, has is going to continue to grow. Absolutely. Not go down, even if we have electric vehicles or whatever type of vehicles we have. I think it'll get even bigger when it's electric vehicles because – it is what it is. You get some of the older generation technicians, they want to rip apart an engine and a transmission. You don't do that anymore. So they're like, well, that was my passion. I don't do that anymore, so I'm going to retire now. So we had to have the new and upcoming um, generation to get into this industry in order for this industry to survive. Correct. That's going to wrap us up for today's show. Thank you so much, Larry Plutark from... U-T-I. Thank you for having me. It's been a great day. Okay. Our crew today is Jay White and our intern Charles Arnold. For Coach Charlie Melton, a master technician, I'm Liz Gill. Thank you so much for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 